The lambs have passed to the gate. They are come to the killing floor. Get this party started! I seriously believe something weird is going on. What is that thing? We have to stay together. DarkCrazy.com launched the last of its safe dimensional probes. Theorizing that one could save the world with the teachings of pop culture, Dr. Sean, Buck, Gilberto stepped into the KVAMB accelerator. And vanished. He awoke to find himself in a dimension not of sight but of sound, existing in an imaginary non-space called the interwebs. His only guide on this journey is Greg, the gruff co-founder of the project, who appears in the form of a voice Sean can only sometimes hear. They are often accompanied by other travelers on the seas of fate, such as Hazel Lynn, Scary Gary, Tracy Luna, and others. I'm Ron, an experimental robot built by Sean to be his constant companion. We've been running ever since, leaping from life to life, pointing out things that once went wrong, in movies and TV, in this strange wild adventure inexplicably known as... TV ate my dinner. been watching this week is I've been watching uh, Doctor Who. I say old Doctor Who, but uh, I mean just like the first few seasons of this modern mm, okay. one. And I was surprised by how different it was to the current seasons. They really have grown. I'll tell you, I did watch the new one, so I'm up to, to speed on the... Angels. On the Angels. And the Time You me thing. And the Time You me business. <laughs> yeah, well I was watching, you know, this is the first one with uh, Chris Eccleston. And I was really surprised. I was like, this is not as good as I remembered it. <laughs> this is actually quite like the old Doctor Who because it is really just dudes in rubber suits and really like nothing happening the whole episode except just people being chased. It's funny how quickly we get spoiled. Because I think about that when I watch, I th- look at superhero movies that they made just a few years ago and you were like, superhero movies are so awesome now. And you watch them and you're like, this is dumb. <laughs> Like how quickly yeah. we are getting spoiled. Like things used to suck really bad a lot, yeah. and now we're looking at things like from five years ago, going, "Man, that's so five years ago." <laughs> yeah, it really is, because the modern one is so fun, and there's like dinosaurs, and there's heaps of cool characters, and really good writing. And you watch the old one, and you're like, "Really?" The doctor's just like walks up to a baddie and just gets grabbed. He's like, I can't do anything. I just got grabbed. And Rose just swings on a wire and kicks the thing. They're, they're starting, like, oh, they Rose started out me. small, though. You know, they were trying to bring Doctor Who back. They yeah. didn't know if it would work or not. So they started out but with very really, simple concepts. It does concepts. remind me of the really old episodes, though, like the really old Like lower budget. So that was nice. Well, yeah. but I think it, it was 
sort of like that, but with a bit of better production quality. They didn't really know. As the show got legs, you know, new people came in and they just got more and more complex and weird. (laughs) Now it's like to a supreme level of weirdness, an episode of Doctor Who is like, you can't possibly just watch an episode of the show without knowing something about the canon (laughs) because they are like riding dinosaurs in space and stuff. It was a lot more kidsy back then. It was a lot more simple and not as much stuff. But there's also there's funny bits where like the, what was it in this series? There was an episode called A Town Called Mercy, and it was all about whether or not the Doctor would kill this guy who the people were after. Mm-hmm. And in like the second episode of this new series, <laughs> he just straight up kills the baddie, just like deliberately just brings them into an atmosphere where they can't stand it and just blows up their face, <laughs> and he just laughs about it. And it's like, you know, the Doctor's changed a bit. They get a pass on that stuff because every incarnation of the Doctor has his own sort of sensibility. So pretty much all the Doctor has, you know, sort of had a taboo against killing bad guys. But there are fluctuations. I remember when David Tennant came along and they had this, they were sort of, suggesting that he was to become a, a sort of tougher doctor because he has like a sword fight with a guy and knocks him off <laughs> of a David floating also. planet or some bullshit into the city. Into the lava. <laughs> but, so there's always those moments. I mean, Doctor Who's been around since 1963 and they've maintained the same basic concepts, like the same principles. But, but yeah, he's going to have his ups and his downs. It's kind of sad because with, you know, Amy Pond stepping out, she sort of was the conscience of the new Doctor for so long. It's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Well, that was the funny thing about Rose. Rose was like that with the first Doctor, mm-hmm. and he's just like murdering someone, and she's like, don't do that. And he's just like, oh, no, that person's the baddie. We can murder them. This is what we do. <laughs> and, it, and it's just like not even – and then they're laughing a second later, all the characters like giggling about something. And it's like, you know – yeah, they have thought a lot more about their issues in the in the more recent series. It's funny how, yeah, I mean, you take that for granted because yeah. sometimes when the character slips in in a newer episode, you think, oh no, they're they're sort of redoing the whole character. And it's like, well, no, not really, not if you watch the show. Like the first incarnation, of the Doctor had no conscience at all. Yeah, he didn't care. So it is. He would leave his companions behind half the time. He like, didn't even care. He's like, oh, she's fallen. Let's go. But... There's nothing we can do. <laughs> that was my granddaughter, but yeah, whatever. What? Who cares? But yeah. As I continued watching the the cabin in the woods, yeah. commentary. I know we did our episode, oh, yeah. and then I, I uh, but I, I was sort of, I'm continuing to be blown away by that movie. Yeah, I enjoy it. Mm. I'll tell you that every time I watch it and every time I hear about it I think oh wow that's even better <laughs> the Blu-ray I came away with two stories that I thought were sort of delightful from the Blu-ray and they're sort of like uh, they're sort of like uh, character pieces both of these stories because they have to do with Joss Whedon and uh, and Drew Goddard who directed the film and we shouldn't forget Drew Goddard because he sort of is like the sort of heart of that movie are you going to tell us the stories? But, yeah, I'm, I'm building to a thing here. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were just going to go off on a tangent and talk about something else. That's what... That's, <laughs> All right, excellent. I said I'll I was building to a thing. That's, that's just a euphemistic way of saying the same thing. Excellent. <laughs> Get on with it. All right. But uh, they're talking about... The basic concept 
Thomas, can you just sit the f*** down for a second? What are you doing? Oh, that him I'm hearing? It's it's like this, t- 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 yeah, it's like having a fucking pony in the house. <laughs> for a second, I thought maybe you were typewriting or something. <laughs> That's what I might as well be. That's like I must be tap dancing while doing the show. But anyway, so there's two. One of the stories they're telling is like actually in the making of, but. The concept of the thing is that they wanted to write something together and they decided to lock themselves into a hotel room and not come out till they had a script. And that's the basic concept of uh, Cabin in the Woods. Like, they just, Luckily, they're both brilliant writers and it only took three yeah. days. Well, and they're like-minded sort of writers, which you can sort of tell from this movie. Like, They really had the concept. And that's what Joss was saying that, that was – you could tell that we were on the same page because somewhere near the end of the story, Joss goes to Drew Goddard and he's like, can we just have the werewolf run away because the bullets aren't silver? <laughs> Drew's just like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's how we knew we were of the same mind on the movie. Like, that, that, yeah, that sort of wait. bothered both of them, this throwaway scene about a werewolf. They can't kill the werewolf because the bullets aren't silver. It's like, it's just, that would just be ridiculous. <laughs> but that's like when you hear that you're like these were the guys to make this movie yeah because they're not kidding yeah well it's it's a geek thing yeah like but the, yeah exactly down to that granular a level well down to that I have read on forums where people where people have said but how did those bullets affect the werewolf they weren't silver and someone else has just written it didn't kill him duh it just made him run away yeah it just bothered and I'm him like, that's like, perfect. The, who yeah. says that werewolves like to get shot with regular bullets there's lots of things well, yeah. most of us don't like things that won't kill us that's right most <laughs> of us have not encountered things that would kill us but have encountered many things we don't like yeah, yeah. you ever watched a howling like getting shot you know, the howling he yeah, didn't like acid like, in his face but you know didn't kill him. Yeah, if you shot me in the foot, I'd probably live, but I sure as hell wouldn't like it. <laughs> so that was so one of the story. Hang on, just hang on, just a second. All right. Hold on. Oh, I'm never going to hear the story. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> Next time on TV Ate My Dinner. <laughs> the conclusion to Sean's story, maybe. <laughs> We'll never know what happened that night in the cabin in the woods. Maybe. Because Sean got distracted and started talking about something else. Like, hopefully that wasn't Jason actually uh, tap dancing back there. <laughs> yeah, you like, never hear about the tap dancing serial murderer. <laughs> That's like, everyone's got a theme, like Jason has his hockey mask. They never hear about a slasher in tap shoes. <laughs> Sounds very leprechaun, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. By the end of the 80s, we had run out of gimmicks. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, God. I'm as embarrassed as you are. You can't be as embarrassed <laughs> as I am. I'm about to get killed by a guy in tap shoes. I can't stop looking at him. Fair enough. <laughs> like, definitely, I'm more embarrassed. Like, all right. Accepted. You win. But I, I will stab you with this. <laughs> the other, the other story that uh, that came on from the cabin in the woods. DVD. Oh, the, the locking themselves in a room one was just the one story. That was the first story. Okay. There's a whole different thing I'm doing now. Let's just recap. But 
<laughs> this is kind of a, a, an interesting story. This isn't actually a good story about the two of them, I thought, because cause they're telling this. Because I remember in the episode we did on Cabin in the Woods, we actually made reference to that party scene, you know, how, how awesome that was. Wow, when she's in the background dying, they're just having this big party because they're vomiting blood they've and, won and, in the and all that kind of stuff. And Drew Goddard was saying the studio at the time, not Lionsgate, because Lionsgate ended up buying it from them. I can only assume that maybe MGM or someone was doing this because they kept saying the studio they were working with was going bankrupt. And that's why the movie yeah. sat on the shelves for like three years. So I guess they were working Must with have been like MGM or somebody. But Lionsgate, who ended up producing it, bought it and changed nothing. They loved the movie and put it out. So when we say the studio, they make a point of saying in the thing. When we talk about the studio, we're not talking about them. They were great. But apparently, while making the movie, they had some clashes with studio executives. And one of them was over this this party scene, because they really wanted to cut it. The, the studio just didn't think it worked, <laughs> for whatever reason. Because studios have a weird thing about tone. Like, they don't understand irony at all. Like, they want to cut out any scene <laughs> that challenges the audience. Is it possible that they were the yeah. executives at the uh, place that didn't quite get the nuances yeah. of could, that could scene? Could this possibly be the executives at the studio that went bankrupt? I'm not, you know, drawing a correlation here. I'm just saying, could it be the people that worked at the place that went bankrupt that didn't think this worked? I'm thinking more along the lines just of the people who were pulling the strings don't understand that the people who were pulling the strings in the movie were you know, actually enjoying something. Maybe that's something. the sensibility, really. Maybe that's where they did I don't think this will work. It's like all we're doing is Imitating pointing you. out that people are aware that the people are pulling. I, I, I don't think they see behind the curtain that way. I don't. We don't, I don't act I, that I way. Just, what are you talking about? You're just going to confuse people. I think you know. You're people don't understand story. that we pull the strings behind here. They would never understand this vision. But, the, but <laughs> they don't understand that there's people making the movies. The story like, itself don't know about us. is kind of touching though, because it's like apparently they went back and forth and back and forth. And if you listen to the audio commentary, you understand that Joss is sort of. He has a mind for compromise because he's worked in the system for so long. He's like, you know, you just give me what I what you give me, and I'll make something out of it. That's what I'm used to doing. And Drew Goddard, who this is his first feature film, he wanted it to be something special, and he was really fighting for every little thing. And you know, they just get to this point, and and Drew's telling the story like, finally, they have this big battle with the the studio guys, and they get. They get off the phone, and Joss is like, you know, I think this is just one we lost. I think this is just one we're going to have to concede. Andrew Goddard's like, you know, at that point, I just, I was so overwhelmed that I started to cry. Mm. And it's just like oh. this real human moment. And he said at that point that Joss just sort of switched gears, and he called him back and he said, get the exec on the phone. And the guy got back on the phone and he said, we're not cutting the scene. Hung up the phone. <laughs> and that was that. It was like that sort of human moment from Drew Goddard made Joss Whedon realize what was at stake. Cool. And yeah. he saw that that vulnerability in, in his friend and, and the guy that was collaborating with him in the film. And he realized, you know, this is more than just something we're arguing about it with a studio exec. This is like, this is the, something, something he believes in in this picture yeah. and it's something worth fighting for and and that sparked him to not just join that fight but end it yeah you know, that's a beautiful story. Oh, absolutely. That's one of the things you think about Joss Whedon is that he does these things with his friends and for his friends and you kind of feel like he's the sort of guy who is like the, the ringleader of his little group of people and he's a good 
director because he's a good friend. Like, and and when a friend sees a friend in need, they step up. It's what you do when you it's with someone you care about. Yeah, and he never falters from that. What's funny about that is when my criticism of Joss Whedon actually in the past has always been his quickness to compromise, but that's because he doesn't step up to defend himself as zealously as he will another person. That's why that made this sort of a perfect yeah. collaboration. It's like, maybe you should always do this. Because when you see it from someone else's perspective, you will not allow that injustice to stand. But when it happens to you, you'll suck it up. Yeah. Like, yeah, so that's noble in its own way. It's like, But as a producer, you're almost more effective because you will fight for the vision of the director. You won't allow another person to be screwed yeah. by the system. Whereas you would yourself. You're like, well, you know, this is what you do and this is how it is. You won't you, – you can't defend yourself as zealously as you can defend another person because that's who you are. Yeah. And it's yeah. sort of a neat yeah, story about both of like them that. And, and that movie. And I just thought, wow. I kind of felt bad because I hadn't finished watching that movie and listening to the audio commentary when we did that episode. I was like, oh, well, that's some neat insight that, that really moved me about this. It's like the more I know about this movie, the more I sort of believe in it and love this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to mention that. Oh, that commentary, was it on right. uh, the Blu-ray or is that on both the Blu-ray and the DVD? I assume it's on the DVD as well, but I had the Blu-ray, so I don't know. And okay. I, I don't. I would think that they do the same commentary on DVD, but yeah, I've gotten, I've rented it. So I, I hope it's only Australian I don't think edition. Rented copy had it was a DVD, and I don't think it had any commentary on it. Man, they screw you that way, where they don't even make the special features available on the rental yeah, copies. That's one thing. Like, they don't even make them available in Australia. I had to buy my edition of the Avengers from Amazon from America yeah. just so I could get the special features because they didn't have them on the Australian this version and the nuts. British versions. And I think that may be why you were complaining last week, Sean, about Amazon not having enough copies. I think it's because with the Avengers, they didn't have special features on any of the international editions. Yeah. But it's like so that's probably why they sold out. But how can you not anticipate? I don't understand. We're like, hey, the biggest movie in the universe is coming out tomorrow. How many copies do you think we should have? <laughs> I don't know. We've been doing pre-orders for like six months. So that gives us some inkling. So what do well, you maybe think? Maybe I just didn't think about the international people wanting that movie from America rather than from their own shops. Uh, could crazy. be that. could be a well, they're not even available. Yeah, you know, just not figuring yeah. that or, you know. Uh, I sometimes think it's like a... They they think it looks better to sell out. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, let's not overpack because if we sell out and there's a demand, then people go, oh, wow, we really need to buy this movie. And they can jack the prices up. Oh, they keep, up, them, they they can keep the prices jacked up. That's the other part of that. They yeah. keep them in. Like, you know, like around here, the uh, like Iron Man 2, Iron Man, all those movies, or you know, Thor, they're all still selling for you know, $16, $18. Yeah, you know, and they've been out for well over a year now. <laughs> They're on Netflix Which streaming. Which is $25, $30 in Australia because we have an Australia tax. Uh, <laughs> I did, but we have a superhero tariff. <laughs> no, just, just a tariff of being in Australia. Even if you download something from the same shop in America where it doesn't cost them any extra to give it to you, they still charge extra because you're in Australia. Same with plane tickets. If I wanted to ever fly to America... I would they would charge me like twenty percent extra for booking the ticket from an Australian computer, whereas if you book the ticket from oh, America, man. it would cost less. You need to talk to your government about that. Sounds like you guys are just getting screwed economically. Yeah, there's been a lot of whinging about that. <laughs> 
yeah, we are getting screwed. Even I mean, our economy is really strong. We're actually doing better than yours. <laughs> well, that's nothing to brag about. <laughs> we're, we're like one of the we're only countries in the world that crap. didn't actually go into a recession. <laughs> yeah, really. We're number two to Greece. <laughs> a close second. We didn't die after our Olympics. I'm just saying. <laughs> Okay, so good. All right, I've been talking Thank about you. this forever. Good night. <laughs> yeah, next week. That was a good discussion. TV ate my dinner. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for another good year and over 160 episodes. And we will be back later on. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. There's like six years of this now. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. Times have changed. Yeah. Many, many changes in our lives, and and many things to have talked about mm. but all good stuff and I'm sure there will be more to come we never run out of things to talk about because they're always doing something yeah. yeah there's always new movies and stuff yeah just like I said we do a couple more see, retrospectives I you know actually and here's one for the books for next year <laughs> actually I'm dying to do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode <laughs> oh you should get Ben on board he loves them <laughs> That's, yeah get with him if he doesn't want to do it then maybe he can he can help you with the research there have been yeah, because I, I never really watched that. Many incarnations. That's actually one I never really watched either. Oh, that'll be a good one. That's a fun one. Because this weird incarnations that I never even heard of. There's like a Saban TV show where the guys that made the Power Rangers did a, did a, a show. I was like, I've got to see some of this because it sounds like it's absolutely horrible. Because i got to see that and catch up. But yeah, they got four movies. They're mo- making a new one. So the, they're, re- they're reprinting all the old comics in color. I've been buying those for my nephew. Well, we should I wait until the new movie stuff. comes out, and then we can whinge about that. No, we got to prime it, and then we'll follow up when the new movie comes out. Yeah, Michael oh, okay. Bay when the Michael Bay film when it's when it gets remade into a Michael Bay joint. There so there's gonna be a lot of explosions. Then. Explosions of robots. Very true to Any the original robots. comic. Eh, whatever. It's Michael Bay. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> That's exactly what's on his business card. What did you expect? It's Michael Bay. What I'm did you Michael Bay, bitch. <laughs> Just a, <laughs> an exploding font. <laughs> boom, boom, right. boom, boom. That's all it says. This card's going to self-destruct <laughs> in 15 seconds. Michael Bay. What boom, do you expect, boom, bitch? Boom. Yeah, the edges, the edges are burned <laughs> off. <laughs> awesome. Michael Bay. Slide foxing around the edges. <laughs> Actually, when it pops, that's what you get. The little, a little like marquee in the air. Awesome. Yeah. Michael Bay. Where he actually snaps his fingers and ignites. Here's my card. <laughs> like a magician. Michael Bay. Makes a little firework. Like, Michael what, Bay. Uh, what was your phone number again? Michael Bay. I hate that guy. <laughs> so that's right. what you can expect for the note. next year. TV minute. Lots of exploding and then things. Jason killed a guy. More of or that. Jason kills. <laughs> Unless of Greg, since Franz killed him. Yeah, who knows? Who will survive? Will Greg make who it to next year? Who will survive next year? Yeah, during our hiatus, the end of the world happens, so who even knows? Yeah, yeah. you ought to have, we ought to do a yeah, 2013, or, you know, 2012 Mayan calendar, end of the world yeah. podcast. Yeah, but, you know, it'll be podcast. end of the world here before it is over there, so I don't know. Is it based on where the Mayans were in the well, time see, zone actually, or where I, I am? I think it's based well, on where why. I am. That's how I feel about things. Well, it should be West Coast time, wasn't it? Because the Mayans weren't they? Well, I well, 
Yeah, were they uh, Peru? Yeah, exactly. Where's the time zone there? I would think that it's geared around them. This is my guess. Yeah. Yeah, so we're talking like uh, that would either be uh, Pacific Standard or Mountain Time. Well, well, maybe we'll do that. I mean, on that day. Could happen. <laughs> do a podcast and say, guess what? We're still alive. I could do that. I well, see, the thing is, though, they didn't say what time. They just said that day. Well, maybe we'll do one the day after. All day. We'll do one the day after. On pins and needles. Yeah, just to let you know. The world didn't end in case, you noticed, in case you're only way of knowing that is the internet. Well, you did one of them about the rapture, so. That is true. Well, Lynn could really mess with us. She'd be like, you know, like, Lynn, are you still there? Lynn? Lynn? Like, yeah. no. Oh, my God, what happened to Lynn? Shh. <laughs> if it's a follow-up to the rapture, then let's get Vron to do it. Just a whole episode with nothing but Vron recapping what happened when the world yeah, ended. Yeah, it really like Vron saying, too bad, people, the world ended. Yeah, exactly. Not too many tears shed on Sorry about part. that. It sucks to be you. All right. <laughs> Thank you for yeah, we're listening. Done. My name is Sean. I'm Lynn. This is Gary. We will probably talk to you next year, or at least after the end of the world, more than likely. If the world ends, we're sorry. It's probably our fault. <laughs> sorry we went on so long. Sorry we wasted so many hours of your life. <laughs> you should have been doing something better. Yeah, sorry. I mean... We stalled you out. Well, something. In was our defense, happening. you could have been doing something, you know, better with your time than listening to us. And you wasted. Really, it's not our your fault. Your whole lives listening to this. Your whole <laughs> lives of six years for those six-year-old human beings and goldfish that listen to the show. Sorry, you wasted your whole lives. Sorry, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> because of the end of civilization. The Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming. But more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life. It's beautiful, isn't it? Oh, yes, sir. It's very uplifting. We interrupt what should be the well-deserved end of the show to bring you an important 2012 update. Despite the predictions of pretty much everybody, the world has not ended. Again, for those of you just tuning in and who only receive their information from the outro segments of podcasts, the world spins on. Feel free to continue your mindless days of watching compilation videos on YouTube and spreading memes, whatever the hell those are, on Facebook. Your lives are yours to waste in the gradual increments of your choosing. Congratulations. I'm Ron, and this has been a TVAMD 2012 update. See you in 2013, if you manage to make it to the new year without destroying yourselves. Good night, and good luck. I got nothing to say. (laughs) 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 Sorry that you're dead. (laughs) Excellent. I'm done. Very cool. Have we stopped? (laughs) (laughs) Watching you.
And he's after your soul. Oh, his home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I just remember back in those days, Alice Cooper was like such a badass. It's like you see him, he's like, oh my god, he's so dark and wrong. And now you watch it and you're like, lame. Oh, yes. It makes you wonder if like Marilyn Manson is going to be looked at the same light, you know, like t- like 10 years from now. Uh, we already look like it. Look at that. We already think he's lame. Ugly, witty little thing. <laughs> Have we stopped recording yet? Alright, I'm pressing the stop button. I'm pressing the stop button now. Are we stopping? Oh, excellent.